This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Jolie Moore. They say that hindsight is 2020. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, then give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. Welcome to 51st Dates. I'm your host, Jolie Moore. <laughs> Life is always interesting. I'm now like closed up in a tiny area um, recording because my ex dropped my son off for the weekend. No explanation, but not needed. I, I've always said he can drop him off at any time. What I didn't realize is that um, I do a lot of work when my son's not here. Um, and so it's interesting <laughs> Um, I looked up, I was like, okay, so I guess I'm not going to work that much. So I am recording this and he is watching YouTube, God save us all. I don't know, he's watching gamers or whatever. I don't understand it. I don't know if I'll ever understand it, but parenting. So one of the things that has been interesting is there's this, I think my therapist says, there's this sort of Buddhist um, saying that when you need the teacher, they will appear. And I think that that sort of happened to me in the oddest way. So I think I told you guys like, um, I don't know, six, eight weeks ago, it all feels so hard, that I met this guy um, during the summer. And um, up until now, I talked to him pretty much every day. Um, I talked to him yesterday for about an hour and a half. And I had to get off because my ex dropped my son off. Um, but one of the most interesting things about him, I mean, he's an adult and it's just fascinating because I don't think I've ever met a man who's self-possessed. So, I mean, like he texted me the other day, he was doing some, um, whatever, uh, election volunteering, you know, the thing, and frankly, that I only think of old people doing, going to help people assist them with voting but he was doing election volunteering and I thought that's really I asked him why you know and he was like you know I believe in the electoral process Um, I want to change in um, government and the best way to do it is to help people um, people who are likely to be like-minded vote and I thought okay that makes sense, you know, and then he's like, and I was working out and I'm buying tickets because I'm thinking about going on vacation, you know, alone or maybe with um, his brother. And I was like, wow, you like get up every day and you function. And it's been so great having these conversations because there are not that many people I can have conversations about with um, books. And I mean, I have my friends and we talk about books, but we, I mean, we don't all read the same books. I mean, we do a lot. Um, a lot of my friends, like, will all recommend a book, then we'll all read it and talk about it. But that's, you know, 20% of the books. And, like, the last books I read, actually, um, one was this On Love book that he recommended, and I read it. And then we were discussing a book called Captivate by Vanessa Van Edwards, which really talks about 
how to, she calls it hack, but I don't know if I would use that word, human relationships. And it's super interesting to sort of think about ways to relate to people whom you may otherwise have difficulty relating to. And so we've been talking about that. Um, he watched some video that she has on YouTube and then he just downloaded the book. But we've been having this conversation about this and travel and other things. And I'm like, this is so refreshing, like having an adult conversation with a man who will leave his house by himself without like having to check with me first, you know, or ask me what I'm going, where I'm doing, should I do it? Or they don't leave the house at all. And it's just been refreshing. And one of the things that really it has helped me with is it helped me with cutting um, the tether with my last uh, situationship guy. I did it on Sunday and I'm super, super proud of myself for doing it. It was not as hard as I thought. Um, one of the things I didn't end up doing, so I wrote out, because you know, I'm a writer, so I wrote out like a letter I would send to him and then I wrote out like a speech I would have and then I wrote out like some bullet points and I was like going round and round and round about ways to explain why I didn't want to be involved with him. Um, and it was too many words. And so I went to go volunteer at a theater. Um, I can finally go back. I'm going to be ushering. I'm so excited um, at a theater because they're having live shows starting this weekend. Um, but I was, you know, standing. We were outside because COVID um, having a meeting, but at least it's California. So we're standing outside um, at this theater on the west side. And we were talking about all these different things. And it was just, I'm like, this is the life I want to have. I want to have a life where I go do interesting things with interesting people. Um, and so I drove all the way from the theater. LA, it is what it is. I think it was like maybe 20 miles. I don't know, but it's a lot for me. You know, I drove like four freeways, 20 miles to get to this guy's new apartment. And I was standing outside his apartment door at like, I don't know, seven o'clock or whatever on a Sunday night, freaking out because I couldn't think of what I wanted to say. And you know what? I got in there and what I realized is that I didn't need to say anything really. So I brought him his housewarming gift, um, which he actually genuinely appreciated. For me, it was a joke, but he didn't get the joke, so that's fine. Um, and he was like, you do amazing wrapping paper. And I'm like, I'm an adult woman. What adult woman doesn't either figure out how to wrap a gift or figure out how to have somebody wrap it for you. Um, but, you know, and so he really liked the gift. But let me say this. So we get there and I'm literally, I can't, I can't believe I'm saying this. I was hungry because the theater thing was at four and he was like, do you want to order in or whatever? So we were eating and all I could think of is I cannot believe I'm sitting eating in a place that's unfurnished. So he moved in maybe July, August, and I will give him that he's been on set or on location, you know, a lot of the time. But he literally like has no furniture. He, he has no more furniture than he had like six months ago. And he's like, well, so he's like, do you want something to drink? And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll have a glass of water because we'll keep it simple. 
and he like rolls over a cardboard box and puts it on the cardboard box that I guess he hadn't unpacked yet because he hadn't unpacked stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm too old. Like my bones are too old to be like sitting on the floor or like in like eating off a cardboard box. And yet I did. Um, and it was the same like in his bedroom. I was like, I need some water or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'll just put it on the cardboard box. But, and I didn't say anything because I'm not that person. Like he's an adult, he makes his choices. But like when I walked in and he gave me like a tour of the new place, he was like, well, you know, what can you expect? It's like a bachelor pad. And I was like, okay, like, I feel like it's like the seventies. I'm watching Three's Company. Like, I don't even know if I've heard the term bachelor pad. And then we were doing something else and he looked at me and I, I don't know if I, I must have made a face. Maybe my face is not as unexpressive as I think it is. And he looks at me and he goes, well, what do you expect? I'm a man child. And I thought, you're right. You are. And there's nothing more that I can sort of like add to the situation. Um, because part of me wanted to go in and be like, okay, you know, this is how you order furniture and this is how you get like a table lamp and this is how you get like a stool for your breakfast bar and all of these things. And this is how you keep your floors clean and this is how you don't put crap in the crevices of your couch. And can you please flush the toilet before people come? All of these things I um, really wanted to say and I didn't. And I was looking at him and we were talking for a long time and all I could think of is, A, I can't care more about fixing your life than you do. And B, there's nothing that needs to be said. Because like, one of the things my therapist was like, one of the things that you need to do in relationships is express your needs. And I couldn't, I kept like going over and over in my head why I wasn't able to do that. But as I was sitting there looking at him, I thought, I don't need to express my needs because you don't have the capacity to like care for yourself, much less extend that to another person. I mean, I know you have this fantasy that this woman's going to like come in your life and save you. I'm not her. Um, and you know, it was like, I could see it. Like, it's like, he's like living in like two fantasy worlds, either, you know, the Manny Pixie, Manic Pixie dream girl from all those movies is going to come in and she's going to be funny and hip and cool. And somehow her magic is going to make him get it together. Or in the alternative, he's going to have this like cool girl come into his life. Who's like, Hey, I love sitting on the floor and, you know, you know, eating a date and, um, like a literal date, like the, the fruit from the palm tree. Um, but I'm going to love sitting on the floor and like eating a date and everything that you say is going to be cool. And I'm not going to, I'm going to be totally cool with like, you know, hanging out with you and like no furniture and like no life plans. And I was, I don't, maybe that woman exists. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know every woman on earth, you know, maybe really she's going to look at him and go, okay, this is a project I'm going to take on, but he's getting older. And the number of women I think willing to take on that project for somebody who, you know, is north of 40, you know, creeping on to 50, doesn't seem like it's going to be that long of a list. I don't know, but I can't, I'm not, I'm not worried about his future. He's an adult. He'll figure it out. Um, it's just that I can't be part of that. And I, there are no conversations that I need to have with somebody who has both no willingness and no capacity. And so walking out of 
his place or I mean he walked me out I mean he's not a complete asshole most of the time you know to my car or whatever it was just anticlimactic because he's like oh you know I'll call you about this thing which I'm not going to get into and I was like what I thought is like whatever like I could sort of never see you again and all of the feelings I had sort of wrapped up in it no longer I no longer have them it no longer feels so monumental to let him go it had felt that way for so long but that's not it wasn't even wrapped up in like this hope of the future it's just wrapped up in something a friend of mine said to me when I was talking to her about this she was like you kept waiting for him to see you and he never did and I was like that's true I kept waiting for him to see me and be like oh my god she's so great she's got her life together I want to be part of that and he didn't I don't know if he could I don't I don't think he could ever see me because I don't think he can see himself and I looked at him or maybe he's happy with the bachelor man child you know eating off the floor thing I don't know but I just looked at that situation and I thought he can't see beyond his own nose I'm way too far outside of his zone to see so I got in my car and I drove the long ride home and I went to bed comforted in the fact that well whether or not I've wasted my time is a whole thing but I've learned a lot I've learned that if they can't see themselves then I don't need to be involved with them and it has actually made the idea of dating and filtering feel a lot easier because I'm only interested in people who I don't know have furniture have a job or some way of supporting themselves, have a vision for what they like, want their life to be, read books, have interesting conversations, think about things. And it's not even a high bar. But maybe these people are on the dating apps. I'm really going to have to think about it. But I have not met those people. But I'm going to filter out all the people who are low vibration people. Like it was just interesting because I was talking to the summer guy. And it was like, we were talking about these like sort of like high vibration things in life and relationships and soulmates and all these things about what it means to have self-actualization and what it means to move forward in life. And then I went to go have like a low vibration conversation with this guy. And I was like, oh, I don't need to have any more of this. Like it just got uninteresting. Like usually we can talk for hours. And I asked him like a bunch of questions that to me revealed that he had like literally not thought about much and you know he has all these ideas about how he's gonna like write the winning screenplay and all that and I was like that's great you may well do it the fact that it's taken you 25 years to sit down and get to that point says a lot and um I'm so delighted to be out of it and whether or not I'm going to date, I don't know. I'm thinking like January 2022, like I'll stick my toe in the water because I just, every time I think about opening Tinder or Hinge or whatever on my phone, I just feel slightly repelled by it, by having to flip by all the, hey, you're sexy. Hey, I like your butt, you know, guys, um, to hopefully have a conversation with somebody who can talk about something and um you know part of me is like I'd like to meet them in person but the COVID restrictions um in the LA area are such that I don't even know if that's going to happen right now 
but I really feel very good about ending the phase of this post-divorce dating life that's about situationships and casual guys and frivolous guys. And I'm really looking forward to moving toward a new phase that's just something completely different. Chapter 39, The Art Show, October 4. Before we get to the show, there was a little blip in my promise to myself to not do a hookup. I fell off the wagon on Thursday night. He was an artist. He was hot, like L.A. actor hot. Actually, L.A. actor hot because he's an L.A. actor. Think Brad Pitt during Thelma and Louise. I couldn't say no. If he's ever that famous, well, I can say I knew him when. He came over. It was good. Thunderbolt was busy, and I needed to put all that energy somewhere. When that was all done, I came back to my senses and tried to figure out how I was going to navigate Friday night. According to my artist friend, I'll call her Pierce. We've known each other 16 years. I'm not good with timelines after moving from the East Coast to Southern California. In the land of perpetual summer, there are few markers of years passing. We'd met in a writing class that I think was lovingly called Finish the Damned Book. It was a lifesaver because it actually helped me finish my first book. I remember going to one of her early art shows at a gallery in Eagle Rock. So this huge show where she was on the cover of the gallery catalog was a really big deal. I was so much looking forward to seeing her and spending some quality time with her. Here's where I made my mistake. I sent this text to the hiker on Wednesday morning. Me. Morning! On Friday night, I'm going to my friend's opening gallery reception in Redondo Beach. If you're free, I'd love for you to join me there. The hiker should have been receiving a kiss-off text and not this missive for me. I sent it because I felt guilty for not liking someone who'd been nice to me. I sent it because I didn't want him to feel like he'd wasted his time. Even as I write this now, my motivations don't really make much sense. The moment I sent the text, I regretted it. I wanted to take it back. But he replied immediately. The hiker, I would love to. I do have another thing Friday evening. Let me check if this will still happen or if I cancel it. I wanted to text back, no, don't cancel, do your thing. I sent back nothing. There was no magic teleportation device between West Hollywood and the beach communities. On Friday night, I'd have loved one. Instead, I hunkered down in my SUV with music, podcasts, and audiobooks for the hour plus long ride, 95% of which would be on surface streets. Because not only is there no teleportation device between the two cities, there's no freeway either. While I was driving, I got a text from the hiker that he was on his way and he'd be there around 7.40. I hustled and got there by quarter after seven. I needed space to prep Pierce and myself. I wanted to show up fully my friend, so I was more dressed up than usual. I had on a little black dress, courtesy of Calvin Klein, some very cute heels that I'd unearthed from the back of my closet by mistake when I was searching for something else this week. And most importantly, Spanx. It sucked in my post-baby body and made me almost look young again. My friend had a lot of support that night. We were all talking in a group about how we knew Pierce when I saw the hiker drift by. I caught his eye, but he didn't come over. Somehow he seemed overwhelmed by all of us. He was wearing a gray button-down, a gray sweater vest, and maybe even gray pants. He exists in a completely different LA than I do where men wear ripped $700 jeans, t-shirts on par with that, and chukkas, men's leather ankle boots. I wondered if it was his Danish roots. 
Either way, he was walking in his loafers toward another exhibit space. Couldn't figure out the etiquette. Should I run after him to show him how happy I was that he came? Or was I to leave him to his own devices so I could observe him, like an animal in the zoo, to see how he handled the social situation? Hesitation made the decision for me. I talked to my friends and talked up peers when serious collectors strolled by. Eventually, the hiker came back. I introduced him around, then went off to look at art with him. His favorites were all seascapes and beach-themed paintings, either mostly black or brown, tan, green, and blue canvases. I'm sure it will come as no surprise to you that I love the intriguing black and white photos, the art with bright pops of color, sculptures with heft and dimension. Did I mention that during our lunch the previous week, the hiker mentioned that he doesn't eat condiments or salad dressing? He liked his food plain, he said. His tastes in art mirrored his tastes in food. Eventually, we came back to Pierce. More friends of hers poured in, and our conversation got livelier and more fun. There was copious wine. I was enjoying myself so much that it took me a good half hour before I realized that he wasn't among us. He'd found a seat and was paging through the catalog. Again, I felt like I needed to bring him into the conversation, introduce him to another hobbyist photographer, or get his opinion on musical theater. Again, I let the opportunity pass. Maybe he was way more introverted than me, and this was too much. I excused myself from the group one last time, and I did a second swing through a different part of the gallery with the hiker. Abruptly at 9.30 on the dot, he announced that he had to leave straight away. Not wanting to feel later like I'd been unkind, I'd followed him out to the lot. We were parked only a few cars apart. We stood awkwardly talking about the show for two or three minutes. Have you ever felt yearning coming off another person in waves? That's what this was like. The ball was in my court. I could have leaned in and hugged him, kissed him, or touched him, and it would have been welcome. I wanted to try to satisfy what I felt were his desires, but I also didn't want to send the wrong kind of signal. Instead, I shifted from foot to foot while holding extra catalogs against my chest like a middle school student. Eventually, I prompted a goodbye. We hugged, he bussed me on the cheek, then he strode to his car. I swapped out my heels for Uggs and hopped into my own car. I was happy not to hear from him for a few hours. Saturday morning, I got this text. The hiker. Hi, Jolie. I hope your day is going well. I enjoyed our time last night. It reminded me that I need to up my game on galleries, which I really like. I'm running errands today and preparing for my hike next week. I look forward to speaking to you again. The hiker. After the gym, I downloaded with a couple of girlfriends whose opinions I value. Those two never see eye to eye. One friend said that I should dump him now. There were other fish in the sea. On the hiker's standoffishness, she was on the fence. On the one hand, he could just be a party pooper. On the other, she said, maybe he's just mature. He found a way to amuse himself because he didn't like groups and regulate his actions. That sounded almost short, mature and shit. But so much of my social life is big group stuff with chatting and sparkly conversation and often wine. Would he be over in a corner looking quiet at every occasion? Or did he like his social life like he liked his food? No spice, no condiments, just interacting with the person he was dating. My other friend sent over a Diane Carroll, who died yesterday, R.I.P. When I went to Google the spelling of her name, I realized she died. I don't know what that says about my friend's sense of humor or lack thereof. She sent over a Diane Carroll gif where the actress tosses over her shoulder the caption, try harder, with the hiker went unspoken. She liked his text and thought if I hung in there, attraction and desire could grow. My next few weeks were wall-to-wall busy. Instead of responding to the hiker, I got on Bubble, swiped right, and made a date for Saturday.
Oh my god, I remember that. <laughs> part of me was like, I should try to entertain this guy. And part of me thought, this guy is north of 50. He can't figure out how to like join a group of people that he doesn't know well. I can't help him. I like, okay, so my friend Pierce and I apparently have known each other like 16 years, um, as she said. And, um, but I don't like talk to her every day or anything. I mean, she's one of those friends you see like, well, she used to live in LA and moved, but maybe three, four times a year. And there were all her other friends there and I didn't know them or I hadn't seen them in years. But, you know, we all popped in and we had like such a great conversation. Um, to be frank, one of them suggested the theater that I'm now volunteering at. She's like, if you like theater, I think you'll love to be involved with this theater. And that's the one I was at on Sunday before I saw that guy. Um, and so like, it was like, amazing conversation we talked about art and theater and photography and all the things I love to talk about with people I don't know we talked about books we talked about like tons of things it was super super fun um and my friend was on the the front of this catalog for this huge art show and I'm so proud of her it was so amazing um I knew her when she just started out I was a visual artist um instead of writing or acting which is what she used to do and it was just a ton of fun and what I know I now need is a guy who could like sort of pop into that conversation and talk about photography or art or theater or like listen and just like engage with people rather than sitting in a corner looking like a bored four-year-old and you know I don't know like I mean at least this guy wasn't inappropriate my ex would have been insane so <laughs> I should at least be grateful for that but I need more I need more I need more <laughs> and I didn't get it and on the Bumble date, I have no idea who it was because people, meeting people on Bumble was super hard. So I'll be interested to find out who that is when I read the next chapter with you. But so much clarity in the last two years. Um, I now know what I need. It certainly wasn't this guy, um, the hiker. It certainly wasn't the guy that um, I parted ways with um, on last Sunday. It's just some nebulous new person out there but I'm pretty sure that that guy exists I just have to find him I'm Jolie Moore and this has been 51st Dates the podcast if you enjoyed listening I hope you'll share rate and review it on Apple Podcasts it will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, 51st Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, please visit joliemore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at xojoliemore and on all social media at the same handle, xojoliemore. Thanks for listening, and I'll be in your ears next week.